Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, Life Change Church. And again, welcome to week two of online church. And I'm excited you're with us. I'm excited uh, you're with us from wherever you are, whether that's a couch, whether that's in your car. Again, we're excited that you're here. And we are in a series entitled Jesus. And let me tell you, this is a timely series, right? Because in times like this, we need Jesus more than ever. And right now we're in the middle of it and we've been learning some incredible things about Jesus. And what we've learned also is we've learned that the more we get to know Jesus, the more we get to know God the more we get to know our Creator. And so far, we've looked at the life of Jesus. We looked at a number of His teachings and His parables. And we actually shifted last week, and we started to look at some of the works of Jesus. And I want us to continue by looking at some of the works and the miracles of Jesus. And really, I want us to look at a miracle found again in the book of John. So if you have your Bibles, go with me. We're going to spend some time today in John chapter 6. Verses 16 through 21, and we're going to give you just an overview of all of John chapter 6 as well. But again, if you don't have a Bible, we actually challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. Just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. There's amazing reading plans on there as well to keep reading the Bible each and every single day. There's also uh, different things as far as images that you can do to keep you encouraged throughout that as well. So we challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. But yeah, we're in John chapter 6, and before we jump into verse 16, let me just give you a little background on what's happening here. Here's Jesus and his disciples, and they're coming off some incredible times of ministry. I mean, for them, things are going well, right? The disciples, they're seeing Jesus do all sorts of amazing things. In fact, they were really like on cloud nine. See, right before the passage we're going to read today, this was Jesus feeding 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. I mean, think about that. That's some amazing stuff. That's a, that's a momentum getter, right? So they had all of this momentum going on. In fact, many of the people around actually wanted to make Jesus king, right? They had a lot of good things going on. But also behind the scenes, though, there was kind of a storm brewing. See, before Jesus fed the 5,000, we see, we see and read the same story in the book of Matthew. Again, the Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Four different accounts of Jesus' life and ministry. And in the book of Matthew, you see that leading up to this, they had actually received news that a guy named John the Baptist was murdered. Now, this is significant because John the Baptist was a guy that, that really paved the way for Jesus. He was one that actually talked about how great Jesus was going to be. He was one of his partners in ministry. And not only that, he was actually a family, a family member of Jesus as well. Right? So all this is going on behind the scenes. And I think for some of us, when we would hear news of something like that, really it could shake us to our core. So here's Jesus on one side, the good side. He had just fed 5,000 people, right? He had fed 5,000 people with, with all this, and everybody around thought he was amazing. They thought he was like the greatest thing since the sliced bread that, that was just served to them by him, right? But then on the other side, there was something going on. So here's what Jesus does. He responds incredibly. He gets away to be with God. He gets away to spend time with his heavenly father, right? Jesus knows what social distancing is all before it ever even happened, and he uses it with a purpose. He uses it to connect with God. And the truth is, some of us, we need to be doing the same thing. All right, now we need to be taking advantage of of this time where, where maybe instead of being stressed out, maybe instead of being bummed out, what we need to do is we need to spend more time 
with God. Right? This is what Jesus did. In fact, Jesus put it into his, his daily routine. He put it into his, into his actual schedule when things were getting crazy. Right? Right? So Jesus was off praying, but check out what his disciples were doing here in verse 16. We're going to pick up today. It says this. It says, when evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. Now what's interesting here is this. The disciples had left on their own. Now again, they weren't really disobeying Jesus, right? But they also weren't really sticking with him as well. In fact, they straight up left Jesus praying on the mountainside, praying on the hillside by himself. Right? And at this time, it was dark, which dark obviously shows the time of night, but it also can signify evil or the fact that danger is coming as well. So this is where the disciples were. They were in the dark, and Jesus wasn't there with them. And then in verse 18, it says this. It says, a strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. They left Jesus, and the winds began to blow. Right? They left Jesus, and the waters began to get rough. And the way the lake was set, these were from some pretty strong winds. In fact, the lake was actually about 700 feet below sea level. And again, it was in between these two hills, in between really these two mountains. So high winds would often sweep down and it would come and it would make it really dangerous on the lake for any boats, especially a small fishing boat, which is most likely what the disciples were on. So really what happens is the disciples, they found themselves in this middle of a storm. They found themselves in the middle of this disruption. Right, and let's just think about it. Let's just think about storms. Right, let's think about some disruptions in our life. Right? The truth is, sometimes we like storms and disruptions. We like to see a train wreck until it actually affects us. Right? Until it actually does some damage to us. I mean, think about it. Right? Listen, for me, I like to watch a good storm. I like to put the tailgate down in the back of my truck. I like to open up the garage and I like to watch the wind blowing around. I like to watch the rain get pushed by the wind. I like to watch things fly unless it pushes a tree down on my house. Then it becomes bad, right? Or unless the rain fills so much or it floods my basement, then, then that's where it gets serious, right? But I like to watch it until it affects me, right? And I think well, a lot of us, we're the same way. I mean, think about even with this coronavirus, right? Right now, we're in the middle of a storm. We're in the middle of a disruption. And for some of us, we can look and the truth is there's some things on Facebook right now that are, that are pretty funny, right? There's some funny memes, right? There's some things that are, that are pretty entertaining, right? There's some, there's some pretty funny stuff out there. But the truth is it's affecting us at the same time, right? For some of us, our lives have gotten disrupted. Right? For some of us, we've been affected by, by everything that's going on around us. And listen, I don't know about you, but I'll be honest, there's a few times this week where, man, I just kind of fell into a little bit of a funk, right? I, I found myself just kind of bummed out. And I think for some of us, this is where we find ourselves today. Maybe for some of us, this is where you find yourself this week. Right? For some of us, we don't have a place to go to work anymore. For some of us, maybe our jobs are put on hold. We're even laid off for a while. For some of us, we're thinking like, how are we going to pay our bills? How are we going to connect with others? There's things we need to get done and it just can't happen, right? The truth is, for some of us, we're in the middle of this storm, right? We're in the middle of this disruption. It's really where the disciples found themselves as well. This is what they were going through. They were in the middle of a storm and they were in the middle of the storm on a boat, right? And the wind was blowing all around them. And again, this storm, it actually probably surprised them, right? It kind of blindsided them. 
Again, here they are. They're coming off some spiritual highs. They're coming off some emotional highs. They're coming off some, some physical highs. I mean, they just saw Jesus feed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. And they actually ate. And it said they ate till they were full, right? They ate till they were satisfied, right? They're probably thinking, we are unstoppable. We got this no matter what. Everything is going our way and we can take this. And then all of a sudden they find themselves in the middle of a storm. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we can relate to this feeling. I think we've been in a season where we felt things were going well. Right? We've all been in a season where we felt things were, were rolling, right? We felt like we were getting some traction. We might have even felt like we're on top of the world, like we're on our A game. For some of us, we're coming off a season where, man, we are healthy. Or we had a great job. We we're able to pay our bills. Everything was going well with our family. We we're even getting along. And the next thing you know, we're quarantined together, right? And stuck together. And then maybe some storms are starting to brew. I think sometimes things make sense and then next thing you know, boom, we can find ourselves in the middle of a storm. Out of nowhere, we'll find ourselves in a rough situation, far away from where we think we actually should be, being hit by some waves, being hit by some wind, having the wind blow against us and having no idea how we got there, having no idea even where we're going as well. If you look at it, this is where the disciples found themselves. They're hanging out with Jesus. Everything was well. Everything was taken care of. And next thing you know, when they're in the middle of the boat, in the middle of a lake, hit by some storms, hit by some wind, and they're deep into it as well. Check this out in verse 19. It says this. It says, when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. Here they are, and they're three or four miles away. Again, really, this lake was a pretty good-sized lake. It spanned about eight miles at its widest point. So really the disciples, well, they were right there in the middle of it all. Right? They rode some distance, but the, but the wind and the storms actually pushed them some distance as well. So they were right in the middle. They were right in the middle of the lake. And they're probably thinking like, man, how do we get into this situation? Here they are three or four miles, and they're thinking, how do we get here, right? And I think this happens to us as well. I mean, think about it, right? Don't we do this? Here the disciples were, and they're going, everything's going great. And then they just leave Jesus, right? And then the further and further they get away from him, the more they find themselves in the middle of a storm. And I think the truth is we do the same thing sometimes as well, right? I mean, I see it over and over again in so many people. I see it in myself. There's times where things are going well. Right, there's things, times where, where things are falling into place and I just get a little bit more lax on my spiritual discipline. I get a little more lax in my spiritual life. Right? Instead of praying more, maybe instead of giving thanks more, I just take things for granted. Right? Instead of digging into the Bible more, instead of spending time with Him, instead of spending time in His Word, man, I, I just take things for granted. I think we do this. Sometimes we even, we, instead of coming to church consistently, when things are going well, we think, oh, well, I don't really need church right now. But understand this. We need God in our life. We need Jesus in our life. And I think there's some times where, where we slip away a little bit. And what happens is, is when we get in the middle of our storm, our first reaction is fear. I think for some of us, this is, this is what we've experienced this week. Right? For some of us, this is where we found ourselves. And it's a dangerous place to be. See, what happens when we respond with fear, often what happens is it damages us and it damages those around us if you think about it fear causes us to react with panic and it causes us to be irrational and listen nobody's ever made a good decision out of panic nobody's ever made a good decision that's based 
on fear. See, what fear does is it causes us to run from the problem instead of facing it head on. And really what it does is it elevates the problem and it causes more harm than good. It elevates the problem and makes it bigger than what it actually is. And for some of us right now, that's what we're doing. If you look around a society, if you look around a culture, listen, that's what it's doing. Listen, there's no reason we should be running out of toilet paper, right? There's no reason that the bread aisles should be completely empty. There's no reason the stock market should be completely crashing. But what it is is people are responding out of panic. And if you look at it, this is where the disciples were as well. They were in the middle of the storm. And the moment they saw Jesus, it says that they were scared. They were in a moment of panic, right? They were in a moment of panic. But here's what's crazy about it all. It's crazy about where Jesus was through it all. It's crazy that Jesus actually saw the storm even before the disciples saw it as well. Again, if you cross-reference this to, to the book of Matthew, the same story is talking about it, and it says in Matthew 14, 23, it states that Jesus was on the hill above the lake, right, where he went to pray. And again, really is more like a mountain. So here's Jesus, and he's looking, he's on this mountain that overlooked this entire lake. And from where he was sitting, he could see the disciples the whole time. I think about this. This is some incredible stuff. See, even when they were getting further and further away from him, Jesus was watching after them. Even when they were getting further and further away from him, Jesus knew every detail of the storm. Right? Jesus knew where they were going. Jesus saw the whole entire lake, so he wasn't surprised by the storm. He wasn't freaking out about the storm. He wasn't wondering where the storm came from. Right? It didn't take him by surprise at all. He watched it all. He watched every detail. He knew every moment the disciples were going through, and he knows every moment of our storm as well. Right? He knows every moment. But check this out. He used it as an opportunity to do a miracle. In the middle of their storm, Jesus sees everything going on. In the middle of their storm, Jesus begins to walk. Right now, I want to encourage you. Maybe you're here, maybe you're watching today. And maybe you feel like you're in the middle of a storm. Maybe this coronavirus is affecting you harder than, than others around you. Maybe for you, you've got yourself in a place where you are just completely discouraged. I want you to understand that Jesus sees your storm he knows what you're going through. He sees it from a different level and he's beginning to walk. He cares about our situations. He's not surprised by the storm we're going through. And he's not second, he's not second guessing himself as well. Right? He knows what he can do. He knows that only he can do as well. In fact, he might be even letting us to go through this a little bit so that he can take us to where he really wants us to go. He might be letting us go through this a little bit so that he can show us a miracle in our life. Right? Check this out in verse 20 as it continues on. It says, but he said to them, right, here's walking on water. The disciples are scared, but he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. Right? Here comes Jesus and he says this. He says, it is I, don't be afraid. And the phrase, it is I, it can actually be translated as I am. And I am is the name of God. Here they are in the middle of this chaos, in the middle of all these troubled waters, and here's Jesus, and he's revealing himself to them. And listen, in the middle of our chaos, in the middle of our troubled waters, Jesus wants to reveal himself to us. He says, he says it is I, right? And he's, again, I am. What he's doing is he's showing who he is. He's showing that he is the presence of God. He's showing he is their leader and he can take them through this time 
of distress. And then it says that he leads them to where they're going. Right? And it says the boat reached the shore where they had, were headed. Right? Again, the disciples, when, and what's amazing about where they headed was this. The disciples actually set across the lake so that they could go to Capernaum. But if you cross-reference this, again, in the book of Matthew, they didn't actually end up in Capernaum. They actually ended up in a town called Genesaret. Now, this may not seem like a big deal because the truth is they're only three miles apart. But the truth is, Jesus had some plans to do something in Genesaret. Right? Jesus had some plans to do his ministry. Jesus had some plans to, to do some more works, to do some more healings, to do some more miracles. And he wanted to show the disciples that. So what happened through their storm, they didn't end up exactly where they wanted to be, but they ended up exactly where Jesus wanted them to be. In fact, Matthew 14, 35 through 36 says this. It says, when the people recognize, this is when they get to Genesaret. When the people recognized, they recognized Jesus, they told people all around there that Jesus had come and they brought all their sick to him. And they begged Jesus to let him touch just the edge of his coat and all who touched it were healed. Listen, Jesus had some incredible plans for his disciples, right? Jesus had some incredible plans for what he was going to do. And instead of going to Capernaum, they ended up in Genesaret because there were people there that needed him. There are people there that needed to experience who he was. There's people there that needed heal. Right? And he used a storm to get his disciples there. He used a storm to get himself there. He used a storm to show exactly what he could do. Listen, right now we're in the middle of a storm. I believe Jesus is using it so that he can show what he can do in our lives. I believe Jesus is using it so he can show what he can do in your family's life. I believe Jesus is using it so he can show what he can do in your friends, your coworkers, and those that just need to hear about him, what he can do in their life. Again, Jesus loved the disciples so much that he used a storm not to hurt them, not to destroy them, but to get them from where they thought they wanted to go to where they actually needed to be and where they were supposed to be. And I think he does the same thing. He loves us so much that he can use a time of stress. He can use a time of trouble. He can use a storm to get us from where we think we need to go to where we actually should be going. Right? In fact, here's why I want us to understand today. Here's why I want us to, to walk away with today and to be encouraged with. This is that Jesus brings purpose to our storms. Jesus brings purpose to our storms. And this is what this means. It means that every struggle, every financial burden, every job loss, every miscarriage, every broken relationship, every lie that was told about you behind your back, every lie that was told to you, to your face, every promise that was broken to you, every pain that you may have, everything that you're holding on through, everything that you're going through is happening because God wants to take us from where we think we need to go to where he really wants us to be. He wants to bring purpose to our struggles. He wants to bring purpose to our storms. Right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing about a comforter. That's who Jesus is. That's who the Holy Spirit is. We never know really who the comfort is and what he can do unless we need comforted. Here's the thing about the Prince of Peace. We never know how much we need peace until we have a place where we need to experience the Prince of Peace. There's things we can't learn about our healer unless we need healed. There's things we can't learn about our provider unless we need him to provide for us. There's things we can't know about our miracle worker unless we need a miracle in our life. And the problems are opportunities for miracles. And the storms are opportunities for miracles. And Jesus brings purpose to those storms. Think about that. Think about that in your life. Right? Imagine what that looks like. Listen, for you, maybe for you, you're going through a financial crisis right now. Maybe it's because Jesus wants you to bring you on the other side. He wants you to learn the, the, the importance 
of a budget. He wants you to figure it out and put it in your lives. Right? Maybe for you, maybe right now you're going through an addiction, right? Maybe Jesus is trying to teach you what self-control really looks like in your life. And He's trying to bring you through that storm so you can be stronger on the other side. Listen, I want you to understand, Jesus brings purpose to our storms. Even in our, in our despair, He can bring hope. Right? Even in our, in our lowest point, He can bring hope. Think about the storms you've gone through in your life. Chances are, you probably ended up stronger on the other side. You probably ended up better on the other side. Listen, right now, as a society, we're going through a storm. But here's what's amazing. You can go through the history books. You can see different things. And a lot of times we end up better on the other side. And what happens when we put Jesus in the mix, he does a miracle. He does some incredible things, and he brings purpose to what we're going through. And here's what I want us to understand today. Here's how I want us to live this out and to experience that purpose through the storm we're going through. What I want us to do is, is to, to live our lives without being afraid. So number one, don't be afraid. Now I realize telling somebody not to be afraid is pretty much the same thing as telling somebody to calm down, right? When you tell somebody to calm down, it really has the negative effect on that, right? When you tell somebody not to be afraid, again, it almost has the, the opposite effect on it. It's almost like that you tell you not to be afraid and all of a sudden you fear something more. You're like, maybe I should be afraid. Maybe I should be more scared, right? When I tell you to calm down, obviously, oftentimes what happens is we get a little bit more fired up. So let me say it this way. Instead of saying, don't be afraid, let me say, act with courage. And courage is this. Courage is responding with strength in the face of pain or grief. And that strength comes from Jesus. That strength comes from the presence of who Jesus is. Again, if you look at verse 20, he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. His presence is what overcame their fear. His presence is what allowed them not to be afraid. His presence is, allowed, is what allowed them to have courage. His presence is what gave them strength. That's not I want to challenge you. Act with courage. Don't be afraid. Don't act irrational, but instead face the problem with strength. Face the problem with the strength that comes from the power of Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says this. It says, For the Spirit, of God, the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. It's that right now is a time where we need to be acting with power, love, and self-discipline. Right now is a time where we need to be making decisions based on the power and love and self-discipline that Jesus gives us. Think about it. In your storm right now, how can you face it with power? In your storm right now, how can, how can you face it with love? Like how can you combat it with the love of Christ? In your storm right now, how can you, how can you combat it with self-discipline? This is for you. Maybe for you. Maybe instead of acting and responding with an attitude of defeat, maybe we go into this struggle. Maybe we go into this season saying, you know what? We can. We go in with an attitude of victory. Instead of saying, I can't, we say we can, Right? We say we will, right? We say that we'll, we'll make it happen. I want to challenge you to respond with courage and not fear. Maybe for you, maybe to respond with courage means that instead of being so negative about everything, maybe we change our attitude. Maybe we change the way we think. Right? Maybe instead of being so negative, even hateful about the situation that we're placed in, right? what if we responded with optimism? What if we responded with compassion? This may mean instead of blaming others for our problem, this may mean instead of taking a, a woe is me effect that we actually take some ownership in our life. Think about it. What can you take ownership for in the storm 
that you're going through. Maybe for you, maybe this, this coronavirus, this, this social distancing, maybe for you it's been an eye-opener. You realize that, man, you're a financial mesh. Right? Maybe for you, you realize that you don't have a budget, you don't have some reserves, you don't have anything set aside. Right? You haven't planned for this. Maybe for you, we need to take ownership and say, you know what, it's time for me it's time to me to trust God with my finances. It's time for me to put the dreaded budget in place. It's time for me to give first. It's time for me to trust God and, and, and to even, and to give like back to the church. Maybe it's even time for me to step up and, and give a percentage of what I make first, right? It's time for us to, to take a step, right? It's time for us to take ownership in that as well. So for you, maybe for you means you need to respond and take ownership in a, in a relationship. Maybe it means you need to forgive somebody. Maybe it needs you to ask forgiveness as well. And maybe what that is, maybe that forgiveness is what the miracle that Jesus wants to show you is. Maybe that storm is all set up so that he can show you the miracle of forgiveness and the freedom that you can experience from it. Maybe for you, maybe it just means being more disciplined in your life. Listen, for you, maybe this past couple of weeks have been tough. But maybe for you, maybe it's God's telling you, you know what, it's time to wake up. It's time to continue on. Time to take a shower, put your clothes on and keep rolling and keep going strong and taking each step of courage. Listen, I want to challenge you. Don't respond with fear, but respond with courage. Do not be afraid. Number one, do not be afraid. Number two, take Jesus in your boat. You know, we talked a little bit about this last week, but for Jesus to do a miracle, we have to invite him in. All right, we have to invite him into our life. We need to invite Jesus and in. we need to invite him into whatever we're going through. We need to invite him into the storm. We need to invite him into our boat. Right? In order for Jesus to a miracle in our lives, he has to be in our lives. And he comes in our lives through our invitation. Even in our messiest parts. Even in our storms. Right? Again, if you look at verse 21, it says they were willing to take him in to the boat. And because of that, the boat immediately reached the shore where they were headed. Listen, the faster we invite Jesus into our lives, the faster we invite Jesus into our storms, the faster it'll get us to where we're headed. Listen, I want to challenge you to invite Jesus into your storm. Invite him into your life. Jesus lived a perfect life, died on a cross, and was risen again for you so that you could have a relationship with your heavenly father, right? So that you could have a relationship with your creator. But we have to invite him into our lives. Listen, I want to challenge you to invite Jesus into your lives. Because when you do, he brings purpose to the storm. Maybe you're here today, and maybe for you, you're going through this season, and you're thinking like, what is the point of this? You're going through and you're struggling. Listen, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to not be afraid and to invite Jesus into your boat. If that's you today, and you never invited Jesus into your life, we want to give you an opportunity right now. Matter of fact, if you're on Facebook, what we want to do is maybe if, if you... If you have enough courage to, maybe just write on the comment space and says, hey, I want to make that decision and I want to invite Jesus into my life. And we'd love to, to follow up with you. Maybe you don't have the courage to make a comment, but maybe it's, just a, maybe it's just a thumbs up saying that you're making a decision to bring Jesus into the storm. Listen, we want to celebrate that thumbs up as well. We want to celebrate that decision as well. Listen, be encouraged this week. Be encouraged through this time and use it as a time to realize that Jesus brings purpose. To our storms. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you 
to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week. Thank you.